Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Each month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup. This segment exists because of the generous support of our backers on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, please visit patreon.com slash OIO and consider pledging $2 a month to support the show. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. I'm your host, Tom Sidlachik, and joining me tonight are Hobbybox, Joe Burns. hey And Dr. C, Casey Aline. Hey, what's going on, everybody? For November's Game Pass Forever game, our benevolent overlords chose Mist by Cyan. Cyan? Cyan? I don't it's know probably, how to pronounce words. It's probably cyan. Yeah. yeah. Cyan, yeah. Blue. Yeah. 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 It's like a shade of blue. Yeah. It's not chartreuse. It's not... Well, taupe isn't blue. That's like... Topaz is blue. Topaz, yeah. Yeah. Topiary is a plant. Casey, why aren't you... <laughs> you anything. You suck at colors. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally find something you suck at. Is it colors? No, you broke my mind just with the back and forth. I, I was just enjoying the... Uh... The, the, the thing that you guys had going on there for a second. <laughs> we are magical together. Topiary. Yeah, topiary. Yeah, I did not know that word. Yeah, it's, it's I learned it from The Sims. Because oh, okay. it was like topiaries. And I was like, what's a topiary? And it's like, oh, it's just what it is. It's the you know hedges that are shaped like dolphins or shit like that. Well, thank goodness it wasn't like a big turd in the toilet or something. Well, I mean, you could probably make a topiary into a turd in the toilet if you eat it. Or you could also shape it that way, too. It's like you're foreshadowing the game that we played this month, my friend. I, I wouldn't say that, but we'll, we'll get into it. Oh, we will. A, a, a turd in the toilet. <laughs> Cyan is a studio known for more Mist games. They've done some other stuff, but I think that Mist is by far their most popular intellectual property. Yes. Mist is a classic point-and-click puzzle game that was originally released in 1993. The core gameplay loops involves wandering around, touching some things, and then Googling how to progress. <laughs> the end. Everybody go home. It's an extremely accurate description of this game. <laughs> Casey, you don't play games. What did you think of Mist? <laughs> I play games, Tom. I play games. The games that you tell me that I need to play, those are the games that I play. <laughs> or, or our Patreon supporters. I am your game master. <laughs> or Galaxy of Heroes. I do. I still play a lot of Galaxy of Heroes, yes. Yeah. Oh, and Brawl got, Stars. Uh, I saw that you got fancy Luke Skywalker up to like seven stars or gear tier or whatever the highest one there. Six. Well, he's seven stars and then he's G. Oh, no. What is I don't even remember. But yeah, he's basically one away from being... The it, best he can be. <laughs> it took you like a thousand years to get that character, didn't it? Uh, they take a long time. I like the how they have the different quests now for characters. It is pretty, have, pretty awesome. I've literally been working on Galactic Legends Ray for months. Months! Yeah, she's pretty awesome, though, so when you get her... She better be! Like, I've um, spent months trying yeah, to acquire her! It, it, it's a big accomplishment when you get those legends. You guys just want to throw mist in the toilet and talk mm. about Galaxy of Heroes? I mean, you played that a little bit. I played it a long time ago. I <laughs> dropped out when they added ships, which is weird because I love ships. I love Star Wars ships, but it just was way too much of a grind. It's like uh, now a whole nother batch of things that I have to try to level up and fight in battles and move around the galactic map or whatever the heck it all is. There's just too many systems going on in that game at that point. The ships are still kind of an afterthought, honestly. Like yeah. they, they aren't all that important in the game. It's just a better, or not a better way, but another way to accumulate crystals, essentially, is what it is. Um, yay, crystals. Yay for crystals. Yeah. Walter White over here. <laughs> I don't understand the reference. 
But Myst, this <laughs> classic game, has been reimagined a couple of times. The Masterpiece Edition, released in 2000, and it was still a point-and-click adventure. Real Myst, Masterpiece Edition, released in 2014. That was the first 3D iteration of the game. The tale, or the game of Myst, tells the stories of two brothers unfolding as you discover pages from each of their books across different... They call them ages, but different worlds, basically. Mm-hmm. Different worlds that you travel to. You are dropped onto a mysterious island and have to solve puzzles to travel to these different ages where you find the pages. Pages in ages. That rhymes, mm-hmm. Tom. Yeah. I'm a poet. I didn't even... Know it. Realize it. <laughs> <laughs> Casey and I, in all seriousness, haven't played many classic adventure-style games, but Burns, I believe you have an affinity for them. Why don't you start by sharing your history with the genre and some of the highlights? I would say I've played some, but I've never actually finished an actual old-school adventure game until playing Myst now. Uh, I played... Uh, I know I played Grim Fandango was one that I really liked, and that was a lot of, like, the art style. The art style is based off of, like, the Day of the Dead, uh, Dios de los Muertos, as they would say in the game, because it's based off of, you know, Mexican Day of the Dead. Uh, and uh, I, I really liked the the layout of that game, and uh, I just, I would make it about halfway through and then never quite finish it a couple times. That game was recently remastered, and yes. I know that you were really excited to play it. Did you ever dive in and give it a real run? I played it for, like... 10 minutes and then i looked at the trophy list and i was like oh you have to play with tank controls which i hate in order to get all the trophies i was like no and then that just scared me away so you played it for 10 minutes is that because point and click adventure games suck and nobody should ever play them ever again i wouldn't say that i would not say (laughs) that at all uh i would say it was more so other things new shiny things are a little bit brighter than old experiences like that i would say so all old adventure games should be dumped in a dumpster and lit on fire and everyone should play Spider-Man 2018. I wouldn't say that. What I would say is is that it takes a mentality to approach them in a way that you could actually like take them on. I think is one thing. I think I think the thing about it is is it's very different than modern games. Even modern adventure games. Like Tell Me Why, which we played, is a modern adventure game. Uh, and it's very different than what these old school point and click adventure games are. Yeah, it is awesome and fun and interesting. And <laughs> these old school games apparently are not. <laughs> this game, Mist, has a legendary status. Bernsey, you put it up for uh, our vote for this show. What drew you to it? Since it's regarded as one of the most important games i think in gaming history that's one of the main reasons why i wanted to play it and i've heard i heard good things from different people online about the remake i think it would be considered a remake since it's in 3d and not uh just the you know paid you know the the map that you're looking at and clicking on the things and then moving uh and so so yeah i i it's, it seemed like it would be a good way to experience the game uh, and, and honestly, I hadn't had one win for like months, so I didn't think it was going to win. <laughs> so I just put it up and apparently it won. <laughs> I've been on a nice run of games winning and the things that I put up have included, uh, oh, I can't even think of them. Darkest Outriders. Dungeon, Outriders, yeah. uh, Hades. Those were all mm-hmm. my choices. Those were all awesome experiences. I, I, I think we should rely on my taste in games moving forward. I would still say that this was a great experience, um... For me, anyway. I don't know. Well, we'll get into yeah. what everybody thought, but I, I still enjoyed it quite a bit. 
And I was excited to play it because it is a piece of gaming history. It's a legendary thing and I'd never experienced it. And just from like a gaming history perspective, I had a lot of interest in diving into it. Casey, where did you come from with your expectations for this game? Um, I had like almost no expectations for this game. I, I, everybody's who's a fan of gaming has heard of Myst and knows what it was, but it's a 28-year-old game. Uh, most of the games that we've played that have been old just really haven't been that great, so I didn't have a whole lot of high expectation for anything. So specifically Castlevania. Um, I mean, that one sucked, yeah, but <laughs> we, I mean, we've played a few older games, too. I can't think well, of Well, the original Halo, yeah. that was still fun. Yeah. I would say Halo right. is about a million times more fun than Myst. <laughs> it shows over. Go <laughs> A million's a lot. Uh, the, yeah. We'll get into th- this later, but yeah, it, it you know, Mist is, is is a very interesting game, and it takes um, a very specific type of gamer to probably in- enjoy the experience overall. Um, but um, you know, after playing for a few minutes, I realized you know, for me, that I had actually played this back in the game, or at least watched a friend play it, because I just you know everything was familiar again. Like I remember the island. I remember. Was it Matt Everett? I think it was, actually. Yes, nailed it! <laughs> I think it was. Honestly, I, yeah. I think we were in his basement. He had a computer down there. He was playing it. And uh, I remember watching. But, yeah, same thing. We didn't get very far. I remember just having the same frustrations with some of the early puzzles and things. And and, and that was it. So, um, yeah, my, my expectations were were basically nothing. <laughs> and, Bernsey, what were your expectations heading into it? Did we already cover that? A little bit. I mean, I was just curious to see. I was curious to see what was different from the original style of adventure game with this iteration of Mist, um, and just see how much it lived up to its sort of home in gaming immortality. Sure. So let's take players into the experience that is Mist. You open your eyes. You're on an island. That's it. There's no <laughs> guidance. You are free to wander around and fiddle with things to your heart's content. It's, you know, a lot of games these days are known for the brutal experience of dropping in and not holding your hands. Like the, all the Souls games are a big mm-hmm. example of that. Though it works in those games, I don't feel like it works here particularly well. So I think one of the things about that, it probably worked in the original iteration because it's like, okay, you're looking at this like stuff in front of you and you click on stuff to interact with it. And, you know, when you mouse your, your, the pointer over something, it would turn into a hand and then you could click on it. Right. And so that alone is just tutorializing things for you. When you're in 3d, you can go anywhere. You can move anywhere. You can, you can go kind of wherever you want to go. And I think maybe it's, it's easier to get a little lost from that sense. The first thing I tried to do, the very first thing was try to jump in the water. <laughs> <laughs> no swimming in mist. No. Right. No jumping in mist. <laughs> <laughs> no jumping in mist. Well, Casey, you were excited to dive back into this thing after only having watched it as a passive experience. How was it first getting your hands on mist? And how was that initial impression of wandering around the island? Yeah, I'd never experienced anything like it in a, in a game like I said like I was watching before but this is the first time I've ever actually played it myself um but just uh, zero instruction for what to do like <laughs> you get dropped off and nothing so like maybe I don't know there was instruction manual stuff that came back um you know when you first got the game maybe there was a little bit of something that told you how to do things but this one I mean you download it you go through just a little bit of narrative in the beginning 
and then boom, you're on an island and go. And it's like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> Your first thing was to jump in the water. I was like, uh, I don't know what to do. You're on this dock. Do I go left? Do I go right? I'm like, I spun around backwards. There was a tunnel to go down. I went down the tunnel, started messing with some buttons, and, and it just kind of went from there. Um, so that was, you know, the first impression and first everything. Like, I was just kind of blown away. Like, wow, this is this is nuts. I, I'd never played anything like this before. Well, and you mentioned the manual. Uh, so I actually... After, after a little bit, I looked up the manual to see, like, what it said in there about things. Uh, and, you know, the one of the first things in the manual, other than, like, a little bit more lore um, uh, that's similar, it's from, like, the narrator's point of view at the beginning of the game. Uh, after that, there's a couple of paragraphs from the people that created the game. And basically, they're just saying, if you get stuck... You know, everything is there. You just got to kind of go back and look through things. And, and and so, like, like at the at the beginning of the manual, they're sort of telling you, like, the mentality that you need to have going into it, which, you know, granted, not everybody, if they're playing a game, would pick up the manual and read through it. But that's that's something that gives you at least a little bit of an inkling as to how you need to approach the game, which without any sort of tutorial or anything like that, just dropping you into it if you're coming in blind you're like, okay, where, where do I go? What do I do? And I felt like I was a little bit at more at home with that because I kind of figured that that was the expectation. And it, it was actually pretty fun wandering around and trying to see what are the different things that I can do and what does this do and how does how does this connect to this? And and some of the things that are there on, on Mist, uh, which is the first age that you're at, uh are interesting to interact with. Like there's the whole const there, there's like the whole like planetarium thing, which is, is cool. There's a rocket ship, but you can't get into it. Um, one of the first things I found were the generators. And so it was like, Oh look, I hit these buttons and all the numbers go up. And then I, Oh, I hit too many of them. And now only one of the numbers goes up. Uh, that ended up being one of the biggest frustrations for me later on in the game. But uh, so I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I, I think, once I got into the mentality that it was basically like a video game version of an escape room and that you just need to look around at everything over and over and over again until you figure out, oh, okay, this is what this is. And it clicks. I think that helped a little bit. Uh, I still got frustrated at points, definitely. You got frustrated because those puzzles are unsolvable. They are unsolvable. Backing up just one half step, <laughs> I... Actually, truly enjoy the opening moments of this game. The game looks beautiful. The whole yes, setting does. is just wonderfully done, and it looks awesome. And I had a lot of fun wandering around the island, fiddling with all the things, and uh, just looking for clues. So my question for you guys is, how long did that sense of wonder last? For me, is like an hour. By the end of my first session, I gave my first play session two to two and a half hours, where I swore I wasn't going to look anything up. By the end of that, I was mad at this game, and I never recovered from that. <laughs> Um, so it's been mentioned on this podcast a lot of times that like the way that I think in games, I'm just an extremely kind of analytical person. Like I will look at something and I will try to nitpick it apart. This game did not work for me in that sense. <laughs> like you're dropped off on an Island where you have no idea what the hell to do. And I was just completely, I think overwhelmed and overloaded in the beginning okay. with so much to interact with. So, like, I spent way too much time on certain things thinking that, okay, I need to figure this out. Like, those damn books in the library, they do play 
a little bit of a part mm-hmm. for certain things, mm-hmm. but not near to the extent that I probably thought that they did. <laughs> so, like, I was going through those so many times, and I'd go back and, like, figure And then, like, eventually, I did figure out what I need to do, and we'll get into that later. But I gave it two hours. So, two hours before I was like, screw it. And the frustrating thing for me, which, yes, I'm awesome at games. Um, <laughs> you had to plug the, a headset in? No. <laughs> <laughs> The, the thing, pain of Casey's existence. The, the thing that I got stuck on, because like you know, there's not a spoiler because this game is 28 years old. Yeah. So you open up the secret passage, you go in, and you ride an elevator up to find the keys to the to unlock everything. I figured out how to do that a long, long time before, yeah. probably about an hour into it, is when I figured that out. I didn't know that you had to close the elevator door to ride it back up. <laughs> so like, I pushed the damn button to ride up. And- <laughs> I'm like shit. I must have missed something. So then I go back and read the book some more. So like I couldn't figure it out. And like I'm like, all right, well, what something? Need, I it needs power. It needs something. You know, like I'm thinking in my mind, I need to power this thing. No, I just had to close the goddamn door. And I figured that out. Like that's so when I went to the. Uh, I chimed in with, "Haven't you ever heard of closing the goddamn door?" Panic at the disco. I had it all oh, right song. there for that you, dude. It was all right there. And I will fall. I will back you up on that. I hit the button twice and it beeped and I was like, what the heck? And then I, when I was mousing my mouse around, I, I came over the door. I was like, oh, and shut it. And then it worked. But yeah, I ran into the same thing. I had a very similar experience, but I, I don't know. I, I got the door closed too. Before we, I want to pull on that string a little bit more, but first, Burns, I want to give you a chance to answer. How long did you sense of wonder last with this game before you got frustrated and had to look something up? So I made it 45 minutes. Uh, you are about. so much smarter than me, my friend. And uh, <laughs> and then it just got to the point where where I struggled was I started to piece together what were some of the things I needed to do. Like I, I figured out uh, I figured out the dates that you got on the key. You had to enter into the planetarium to see the constellations, and those were the things you had to activate. You made it further than me. I. I want to talk about this first big puzzle, like how you got to the different ages, because it involved the secret elevator that Casey mentioned. Basically, there were three steps. You had to uh, turn a knob to a certain thing on one of the pictures. You had to unlock the secret elevator, and you had to have all of the uh, levers pointing up to unlock the keys. And then you had to ride the elevator up, and you could see the key. And then you could do different things on the island to unlock these different worlds to transfer to. I thought it was so obtuse trying to... Get those things to the keys, but you figured out the keys completely on your own without looking it up. Um, so I didn't know that you had to have all the switches in the up position. I must have just had them in the up position. So I got lucky, apparently, because I was flipping things and I don't know. And and so then I went up and I, I found the secret passage and I was like, oh, okay, you know, and then and then... I figured out after the third time I needed to click on the door to close it and went up. And then I walked around and I saw, oh, hey, that says something there. It took me a while. Where I got stuck was because I didn't know what was on or off on the switches. So I got that was blind luck then that I figured that out. And that was one of the few things that you actually get a clue about. It's down in that little tunnel you go down. And like there's a note on the door, the, the different combinations to put into the holographic thing. And one of those will show you that the switches go up. Oh, I, I saw, like, I looked at the holographic thing on the Switch, and I was just like, oh, it's a Switch. I didn't know that it was telling me that they need to be up to be on, right? Yeah, nope, up. Okay. Yeah. Like, I I'd go up to that secret room, and there'd be nothing on the key, because I had one part of that, like, uh, you needed those three specific things in three specific places to unlock the See, keys. I didn't get stuck at that. That's, I didn't get it from the holographic room. I actually got it just because 
like in my mind, like I'd go into that picture and every single time I looked at the picture, it was different. I'm like, what the hell did I do differently? And I'm like, oh, the switches on the outside light this thing up. So I eventually figured that if I flipped all of them up, that every single thing that was outside was illuminated on that picture. And I was like, okay, everything has to <laughs> the be map, the, the, map the map. The map of the island. Yeah, the right? map of the island in the picture. So that's like how I figured out. Inside the tower? Out. No, inside the library. So there's mm-hmm. the picture with everything that illuminates on there. So if you have the switches up, everything is illuminated. If you have them off, it turns yeah. them off on the picture. Is that the one where you spin the dial to unlock Yes. It? Okay, I didn't notice that the different things yeah. illuminated. See, I didn't yes. at first either, and so that's when I ended up finally looking something up. And so I looked at the manual first, and it didn't... I was like, okay, is up or down on on the stupid switches was what I was trying to figure out. Uh, and then it, I I ended up looking up a, a hint, list of hints that were spoiler-free. So it was like, it's not going to tell you how to solve puzzles, but it's just going to give you general things to think about when playing Myst. But that didn't tell me that the switches were on either. But eventually then I figured out that as I flipped one up, then they were on on the map. So then that was up was on, down was off. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I pieced it together eventually after looking at those things. I don't really know that any of the hints actually helped me. A lot of it was more so just, you know, you're going to get stuck. You just got to look back through things and figure it out. You know, the images and all the books are impo- important. Um, and so, like... I had already pieced that together. Uh, here's, I fell out this game early, and uh-huh. this first puzzle of just getting out the island is why. I don't feel like all the pieces were there. Yes, technically there was some indication about all of the things, but there, I didn't feel like there was any tangible way of drawing it together. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I had to do these three separate unrelated things to unlock the door to the next world. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe that's just one clunker of a puzzle. So at the end of my first playthrough, after spending two, two and a half hours of the game, I looked that up. I'm like, okay, well, we'll go see what the other ages have to offer. So the next time I boot it up, I jump in, I go to the, uh, I don't know what the age is actually called, but it's the one with the lighthouse. And yeah. there's, you know, more puzzles there. and I think I'm, it's the stone ship age. The stone ship age. And so I'm fiddling with stuff, and eventually I get stuck, and I'm like, okay, I am done. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go Castlevania 2 on this game. <laughs> Download a walkthrough and follow that step by step. That is not how I play games. <laughs> if I didn't feel like all the pieces or all the solutions, like, made sense. And so, like, if all the tools are here, it doesn't click for me, and I'm just not going to spend any more time with this. So that was when I checked out on Mist, and I don't know if anyone has picked up on this, but I have a rather negative impression of this game. <laughs> no. But for those of you, you both beat this game. You both stuck with it and got through the end. How was the experience once you got past Mist Island? Like, were the other ages fun and rewarding? Did the puzzles feel fair? How was the rest of the experience? Um, It, it got better for me as it went on. Uh, all the different areas, I thought it was pretty cool, like, the, just seeing the different different ages and how I think they call them ages because it's actually, it is the same Mist th- Island, right? It's just different kind of iterations of the I island. I think so. So that's Interesting. why they yeah. The stone ship age definitely had the same feel of the Mist Island. That's, yeah. well, that's fascinating. Yeah. I think they were just kind of like different things like the, cause they, at one point in time, the island like sinks. Yeah. Like, I, like if you read through some of the books and stuff like yeah. that, which I spent a whole hell of a lot of time <laughs> reading through those goddamn books. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, remember, so, we don't edit this one, so I'm trying to keep this <laughs> to the um, So yeah, like as as we play it, like I think it, for me the game got a lot more enjoyable. Um, trying to figure out the individual puzzles for the different islands, um, you know, some of them were really really hard. Uh, I never would have figured out the Stone Ship Age without the walkthrough. Same, so like for you, um, I think 
the books in the library kind of told you where you needed to align the mm-hmm. the telescope, um, which gives well, you, you a can't heading. Go back to the library, and I literally no. took like a dozen pictures of things on my phone because I'm yeah. like, I'm not, I don't have a notebook with me, yeah. and this is the kind of game where you need a notebook, yep. and that is not the type yes. of game that I want to play anymore. Yeah, and, and like. I didn't realize it too until after I had beat it, and like once you get the good ending, you can continue to explore, <laughs> which whoopity do. But <laughs> so then I went back and I was flipping through that. I'm like, oh, there it is. So like you could kind of see like what they needed, what they showed you that you had to point it at. <clears throat> but then even after that, there's another compass on that island where you have to go down and push a button on the compass for that specific heading. And on that one, like I'm almost positive there wasn't anything in the book, and like you just had to know that north on a compass is zero mm-hmm. and, that, and that yeah every other one after that yep. you know is, is so a different heading from there yeah it's 15, 15 from now. each yeah and then do do the math and i was like holy christ let's so that one i didn't back. have to <laughs> i didn't have to use the walkthrough for that one let's travel back to 1993 i was 12 casey you were like 23 bernsey you were about my <laughs> same age did you guys know how a compass worked in 1993 yeah no way yeah. You guys weren't in Boy Scouts? I wasn't at that point either, but... 4-H no, for life, not, homie. Not, not to the point uh, where right. I would have, again, known that the North is zero <laughs> heading. So, yeah, I think this game did ask a lot of you, but, you know, like I said, everything... These puzzles were challenging, and I... But I really don't think they were so challenging to the point where you couldn't figure them out. Uh, the yeah. problem for me, and I'll get into it later, was just that a lot of it was, like, super long. Like, some of these puzzles were, like... I knew what I had to do, yeah. but it was so frustrating that like, um, because I think I was going to talk about it later, but I'll talk about it now too, where the <laughs> ship, um, to get to the Seleniac, yeah, yeah. but either something, something like that age, you had to fly the rocket ship and to fly the rocket ship in one of the books. If you remember, there's a key, a keyboard mm-hmm. and it tells you like the sequence that you have to put, you know, push the notes. Well, that's not the whole thing. Yeah. Like you push the notes and it makes a sound, so it gives you a um, a to- like a tone basically. Well, then you have to match that tone to a slider on the front of the ship. So, like you have to run back and forth between the slider and the keyboard. So push the tone and then push the slider up till you match that tone. And each slider has like twenty individual things. So, like I was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for like five minutes, just trying to figure out the first one. And I'm like, God, screw this! I know what I have to do. I'm gonna get it eventually, but. I don't have the patience for this crap. So I just would go to the walkthrough and then this said set slider to 18, set slider to to 12, set slider. You know, I'm like, all right, boom, got that done. So did you, you played on Xbox. I played on the PC. Yes. Uh, did it have, for some reason, I maybe accidentally turned it on, but every time there was a sound, it had words on the screen that was telling me the sound. And so for that... It was telling me what the note was. Oh, no way. So it was telling me C sharp. It was telling me... And and so then that made it super easy oh, that I man. blindly had turned that on. And so once I found that, I hit the button. And I was like, oh, okay, C sharp, go over, slide it up. And it tells you each note as you hit it, which note it is. Yeah, and no. So... <laughs> I, I, if there is a button like that on Xbox, I didn't know about it because yeah. it certainly wasn't on. So I was like listening and like... Like, hmm, and I would like hum it to myself, <laughs> oh, and then no. I'd go back over the thing, hmm, okay. hmm, you know, I'm like, okay, that's not it. Go back, hit it again. <laughs> and then, and so I'm like, F this. Like, there's no <laughs> freaking way. So that makes it like, if you had that, yeah. like, that would have been no problem. Yeah, because I but turned yeah, on I like the like, subtitles, and so it must have, I think it was another subtitle for 
like explaining the sounds it must have been, and I must have just randomly selected that too. Yeah. And I selected because I always turn sub- subtitles on when I play games, and that, so yeah, it would have taken me an hour <laughs> to figure that, oh, if, yeah. not, if not longer. It was super so, fast the other way, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's okay. Like, so so once I went to the walkthrough, too. and I was like, okay, it tells you exactly where to set these things, but like. I knew what I, that's the thing, mm-hmm. like, I knew exactly what I had to do, I knew how I was going to solve this, I knew how I was going to advance to that age, but I'm like, I don't have the patience for this crap, yeah. like, this is, that's just way too much. Yeah, there's a similar experience on Mist Island in the very first age, where you have to go to the planetarium, enter in specific coordinates, and it'll mm-hmm. show you the stars, and then you have to go punch in that certain constellation on another thing, and that was just a tedious, awful process. Yeah, you had to, again, this is a notebook thing, like, you would have had to have, like, drawn out the constellations and then you go to the book again it's in the library and then match the constellation that you drew drew to that symbol and then you light up the symbol yeah so that that's what you have to do to to solve it again i on that one too i i had to use a walkthrough for that one too like i knew what it was i do this i'm like "Eh, i mean i just took pictures of all the stuff with my smartphone so i took a picture of the book of the pages with the constellations i took a picture once i put the constellation in of what it was yeah and then like i went out and found that one on the thing and though so that that helped me out a lot like there's no way i would have taken the step to actually draw any of that stuff i would have i probably at that age like if i was playing this when it originally came out would have tried to google or tried to search online for how to take screenshots on a computer and found a way to do that before I would actually draw the things out. Cause it would look terrible if I tried to draw it. Yeah. I'm positive. And so, um, I don't know. That's interesting. Cause that I got caught up on, that's like when I got caught up on the switches, I was like, how do I know if this is on or not? And then I finally, once I finally figured that out, then it was like, okay, that was pretty easy to solve. Cause I'd put together all the little steps on that before. Um, and it, it's interesting that you uh, brought up where you got stuck on uh, before because I got caught up in like roughly the same spot. And that was where I had to that was where I had to look up something for the first time. Um, I'm trying to remember what was it you were saying with the. Uh, what was the first thing you were talking about getting stuck on before you got into the keyboard? Ted Lasso. <laughs> the elevator button? No, I thought there was something That's the most that. embarrassing thing is that I figured out how to do everything that I needed to do oh, in the stupid oh, game except no, I couldn't close a damn elevator the, button. The compass, the compass. Oh, yes. The compass. So I had to look that up and I had it figured out. I had just, by the time I was trying to do the counting to figure out which one it was, Every time, because after you hit it, if you hit the wrong one, you have to go the lights all the go way off back and then up you're gonna and go, reset. Yeah. <laughs> and know? so by the time I got back down, I would forget which one I clicked on. <laughs> and so eventually, after like four times of trying it, I had to like look it up. And I was like, okay, I knew I was in the right ballpark. I just couldn't remember which one I was hitting or not. Yep. Um, and so that's where that like that's the first thing I had to look up too. And I think there was only a couple of other ones. The one where, so like I said before when I was messing around with the generators and it shut off the ship generator, uh, I couldn't figure out how to turn that back on. Oh, I had found the one pole switch, but then the other one is turned around behind a tree Yeah, by the entrance. I never even saw that that was a pole, like never even saw that that was a pole. So I had to look that up and I was like, Oh, that's a thing too. Yeah. And I walked over there. I was like, okay, well I never walked on this side. Like I always walked down the path so yeah. I never would have seen this. Yeah, yeah. No, I found that 
I found that right, right away. away. I yeah. tugged on that a bit. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's, it's funny. It's kind of interesting to see the different pieces that, like, people catch right away or get lucky and catch, like I did with the with the tower stuff, I guess. Uh, and what things, like, people struggle with because it's a little bit different each way and for different reasons each way. Let's talk about satisfaction. For you guys being close on these puzzles and having to look it up, like, is that rewarding enough for you? Like, are you happy that you're close and that you can move on after looking it up? Because for me, it just pisses me off. It pisses me off to have to look anything up. Like, if I'm not smart enough to overcome an obstacle, it's like, well, the game wins. I'll go play Spider-Man 2018. Um, For me, I there was a, a level of satisfaction for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because like it's most of the time I figured out the puzzle. I just didn't have the patience to actually like see it through and right. like do. So if I was using the walkthrough to solve the puzzle, more than likely it was that there was only twice probably that I used the walkthrough because I was just flat out stuck and I didn't know what to do. One was the, the compass and the other one was the elevator door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The elevator door in the very beginning. Um, Trying to think if there was any other one. There may have been. Is there something in so the mechanical age? In the can- Candlewood, where it's like the forest with the. I had no problems with that so one. So I got stuck on. So you have. You get to the second level, and you need to go back down to the second level to re divert the water mm-hmm. to go to the elevator that goes up to the third level, right? Yep. And so I just never saw the lever to open the door to go back down to this to the first level. I, like, oh. didn't see it. And so I, 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 like, kept walking around. I was like, this door doesn't open. I go down to the bottom. This door doesn't open. There's nothing. <laughs> it, like, I, I'm... And that was one thing I think you mentioned a little bit later in the notes, but the... The hit detection on the button to tell you what spots you can hit on on things is so bad oh, in this game. You should try playing on Xbox. I, it was probably even worse on that. Oh, my God. That can't be the case. It's yes. 2021. This is yes. a 30-year-old game. If yes. you're going to re-release it and put it out, like you have to fix that. Yeah. You have to make at least that a user-friendly part of the experience. You can't yeah. like... It was it was that, really finicky. That, for me, was the most frustrating part of this game. Yeah. Was the port to Xbox. Like, I'd never played it on PC. I imagine it was probably a lot more streamlined. Just, just using a mouse had yeah. to be so much better because trying to actually use a joystick... To move the cursor onto a button or a yeah, lever I bet. was so frustrating. I didn't find it all that cumbersome, but I also didn't stick with the game long. <laughs> My frustrations yeah. oh. were just the puzzle structure. Yeah, some of the levers and some of the buttons and things like that that you had to push and like just yeah. like operating different elevators and things like that in the mechanical age was kind of a pain in the ass at times. But yeah, there was it, it was really really frustrating. And then not only that, but like. It never actually tells you too, like in the mechanical. Well, you did it on on computer, but like, so to operate certain things, like and to get to the mechanical age, all you had to do was, um, like move the clock levers or whatever. Yeah. So like for that, I think you were using uh, left bumper, right bumper to move uh, the hands of the clock. Okay. Oh, okay. When you get into the mecha- mechanical age, you have to spin this. Uh, the whole platform spins that you're on, so you yeah. have to like rotate this big giant thing in order to do that. They switched for some reason. No longer left bumper, right bumper. You had to hold down right trigger and then use the joystick up or down. Well, they never oh, told you what you had weird. to do for that. So, like, I never figured that out. That was the that was what the other part that I had to look up because I'm like, how in the hell do I do this? So I had to not only look up the walkthrough that I did, but like Xbox <laughs> missed. <laughs> yeah. Like what? In the, and like actually, there was like a wiki and there was like a 
twenty page yeah. thread on like the wonky ass controls for Xbox and how bad it was. Well, and the controls for that because you're talking about like the simulator thing where yes. you have to move the one forward and then you have to move the other one to actually rotate it. Yes, that was wonky on computer too, a little mm-hmm. bit because you had to because because yeah, everything else worked where. You know, you would move it and it would move back or whatever. But this, it's it yeah, it wasn't super intuitive. So that was kind of, it took me a while to figure out how to maneuver yeah, that I also. could not figure out how to even move the joystick up and down. I'm like, this thing yeah. is stuck. It's bugged. Like, what the heck? Yeah. And yeah, there was a whole wiki thread on, like, <laughs> how bad that was. They never once tell you, yeah. like, oh, this is the combination of buttons. And, like, there's not even, like, you can't press start and here's your controls. Yeah. That doesn't exist. So it's like, geez, not only do you have to figure out the puzzles, but you have to figure out, like, the combination of buttons on your controller to press to move a yeah. freaking lever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing that was the most frustrating. I was glad after the first, what, two and a half-ish hours that I found how to run in the game. You can run? <laughs> you can run. Yeah. You didn't play? Did you play it on Xbox? Yeah, I played it on Xbox. Was it just clicking the stick? Yeah. This, the, oh, yeah, and, okay. That, right. that was the other thing that pissed me off, was that, like... As you're pressing forward on the left joystick, uh, if you press too hard, it toggles it. Uh, so, like, yeah. it'll turn run and walk oh, off. So, it was constantly And you had these walking, massively running, strong walking, thumbs. Running, like- walking, <laughs> running, walking, running, walking, running. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> it's Jesus, a miracle. Just you- let me run! It's a miracle yeah. your controller survived. See, I was lucky. It's just you hit the caps lock, and then that's you're oh. always running. And then you turn it off by hitting it again, but I, just, I never turned it off. So far, there's not a single thing you guys have said that is changing my opinion of this game whatsoever. So, You're both talking with smiles <clears throat> on your faces. It looks like you enjoy it, and we'll get to our final takeaways yeah. in a minute. But let's go to the narrative, and I apologize. I didn't give you guys a chance oh, to think about this, but you're finding these pages for the two different books scattered throughout the different ages. I found one page. That was really satisfying. I never got back to put it in the book to see what it did. <laughs> but how was that mechanic, and how was that experience? Was the story in this game interesting? What, what was the deal with the two brothers? Uh, it was the two brothers, and you never really figure it out which one was because one's good, one is one's so, so, evil. Well, they they the could both be evil. they could both be evil too. Um, Did they kill their father? Th- no, they don't kill their father. No. So he imprison- books are dangerous. He imprisoned <laughs> he imprisoned the sons in the books because he figured out that they were. They were going to these different ages, and they were ruining them, ruining in different them ways. in different ways, and that. He, he wasn't sure which brother it was, so he imprisoned them both in the books. Now, um, let's stop right there. Bernsey, you don't get to be a part of this because you don't have children. Casey, you have three kids. I have two kids. <laughs> I haven't reached the point where I have to do much parental justice because the youngest one's just a baby. Now, you go home, and one of your kids smashes your TV, and you don't know <laughs> which kid it is. Are you locking them all up? Like, how does parental justice actually work? Would you lock them in a book for all time because one of them smashed the TV and you didn't know which one it was? I, I would definitely not do that, but, like, you kind of learned that, uh, I forget his name, Altruis. El- so there's like, there's Achenar and Cirrus, right? Well, the, but the father, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Altruis or Altruis, something like that. Yeah, yeah. like... To me, like in the end, he seemed like kind of a dick too. So it doesn't surprise me that he locked his kids up in the <laughs> in the room. Kind but. of, yeah. <laughs> at, at least when you get the bad ending. I don't. Know, did you get the bad ending? I got. So I went did through you? and got both bad endings and yeah, the good too. ending. Yeah. I got the bad ending first because I didn't realize that you could exit out of the fireplace again to actually do what you needed to do oh. to get the good ending. I didn't, I didn't figure that out. Right. I'm like, so which this? bad ending did you get? I got. Um. So he wanted you to get the page. Yeah. For the book. If you don't get the page, you get, he just says oh. like 
So you, did you get the page? And then he just says, you didn't get the page. You didn't get the page. <laughs> you're stuck here with me forever. <laughs> you son of a... Like, basically, yeah. Yep. Guess you're... Exactly. Yep. You, you are stuck with me, and you suck, is basically the bad ending. And yeah. I'm like, well, glad I spent six hours figuring this crap out. And I'm like, no way. So then I'm like, all right, what do I need to do to get the good ending? And that's... Back to the walkthrough. Yeah, back to the walkthrough quick. I'm like, oh... I can exit out of the fireplace. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> One real quick interjection here. How much work is it to go back and get those different endings? Like, say I decided to just go cast full Castlevania 2, follow the walkthrough. Is it a quick process to get the other endings, or am I going to be dedicating more hours to it? That was it? extremely quick. Yeah. You um, just go back to your last save and then do the other things. Yeah. I got all three bad endings and the good ending. And then I went through one more time to try to do the speed run, but it's really hard with how hard it is to click on switches to do it in two minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can finish the game in two minutes if you know what the solution is, because it's all right yeah. there at the beginning. I am never playing this game again, but I will watch a two-minute video. <laughs> It'd probably be two and a half minutes for me, but I could do it now. There's no way that you can get it under two minutes with an Xbox, I can tell you I, that. I, I would because bet Because using the toggle to like input all the freaking lights on the back of that fireplace oh, I bet, yes. takes so long. You could do it with a yep. mouse pretty quick. Oh, yeah, I, I, did, I did a little bit of that. Like, I saw... I found the book of codes and I'm like I took pictures of a bunch of those. I put in like the first ten combinations yeah. on the Xbox. Yeah, you need the uh, 158. You, you need the pages of the books for the for the brothers. It tells and you it, specifically one, which one it yeah. is. One one of the books tells you specifically which one you need to open up the fireplace. I hate this game. I hate this game. Burns, what do you think of the narrative and collecting the books and the overall story that Miss told? I, I thought it was interesting. And so so the thing that it does, what it's telling you to do, because you have to collect the blue pages for the one brother and the red pages for the other brother. And yes, you think blue good, red bad. Uh, but then the blue book has swords on it. And every time you find rooms for that guy, it's like torture equipment and like just hanging equipment for like flaying bodies and things like that. So it's like, okay, this guy's bad. You find the other guy's stuff. It's like it's all like puppies. It's all this finery. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's all of these things. And, and eventually you find out, especially if you go through the different endings that they were both doing bad things. One was just killing everybody, torturing people on these planets, whoever was are, are these ages. Then the other guy was manipulating them to get all of their money and wealth. And so they were both doing bad things, just doing it in different ways. I get the manipulating people to get the wealth thing, but why was the dude torturing everyone? Because he's sadistic. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're both bad apples. Well, I think, too, like, not that it would, like, not everybody would be that way, but you're on this island, right? I mean, they're just traveling back and forth. They were probably bored, you know? like. Yeah, they didn't have an Xbox to play Myst. So oh, you could travel back and back and forth these different ages and things like that as as adolescent idiot boys. Like you're like, all right, what can I do? Uh, yeah, all right, I can start. Yeah, manipulating and creating wealth and yeah. Well, and like, start it's, slicing it's, people yeah, open. Start yeah, that's a perfectly natural. Torturing people. And, and really, if you think of it from this perspective, like they probably saw the worlds as their playthings, right? Right. And so it's just like if you are playing. The Sims, right? Sometimes you're going to just lock a person in a room to see what happens. If this was their game to them, oh, I'm going to take this person and put them on this torture rack and see what happens. I'm going to take this person and put them into this chomping machine and see what happens. I'm going to see what I can do to try to get as much money from these people as possible before they break. You know, so if if all of this was a game to them and they thought that they were better than these other people, well, that I mean... That's the reasoning behind how they turn into such terrible, terrible 
people. Well, what's the point? Why is the player dropped into this world? Like, oh, I don't yeah, understand I don't, the no story idea. arc. Like, I don't understand why anyone would subject themselves to this game for more than the couple of hours that I put in. My it. understanding, my, my read on it is that the father somehow drew you there to try to free him. Because yeah. his whole thing is that he wants to try to take care of his sons once and for all. Although he even doesn't know who the heck you are. True. So I don't know what that means. Either. Yeah. So like it was just a random thing. Like I don't because he even said I'm like I'm trying to think in my mind because I did this last night. But I, I think he even says like I don't I don't know who you are or how you got here. Right. But you can help me do this. Well, you know because <laughs> he left his book in a ravine, right? And yeah. like locked himself into the book and then left it in a ravine for somebody to find. I suppose. Yeah, and he's been locked in the book forever. Which is to get the good ending, you have to find the missing page to free Altris. Yeah. And then if you want someone to find the book, why did he drop it in a ravine? I don't think it, it's like a. Uh, Is it a ravine of time and space where it's yeah? It's hard to yeah. It's because I mean, it's the very beginning of the game, right? Yeah, where he falls. Where into he that, falls into uh, the book is falling into that, and there's like stars kind yeah. of in that area, and that's where you find the book. Like I think that's the beginning. So he probably put it somewhere. And this is just me. What creating my head cannon for it? He put it somewhere where an explorer would find it because an explorer would be able to find their way through mist and the ages in order to find him right do you do a lot of headcanon for games oh yeah all the time because i was just listening to our outriders episode earlier today and you did headcanon for why only the enemies had grenades and you surmised that's because they were made of them (laughs) (laughs) i mean it makes sense it makes sense yeah (laughs) they drop them when they die (laughs) it all see it makes sense before we wrap up our thoughts on Mist, is there anything else you guys want to talk about with this game? Any of the systems, any of the puzzles, any where you want to swing me that this is not an experience that I should ever, ever go back to? I think some of the ages are much more intuitive. Uh, like there was one there was one that I I think it was the, the Selenium Age. I just breezed through. Like, I figured out... And it's interesting because so you have to you have to solve a sound a sound based puzzle in order to get there, and then everything's like sound based once you get there, right? Uh, and so it really just came down to the point of okay, on subtitles. There's these sounds yeah. in these different areas, and then you find a tower that you can look at them and find out what the sequence is, and then you have to point the sequences into a door to get down to the tunnel, and then once yeah, you get down to the tunnel, right, yeah. each of the four directions is a sound. And it's going to play that to you when you get to a juncture and you have to turn the ship to go down those. Like, it's like a subway kind of thing to get to how you get out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't quite as easy as you're making it sound. Like, the... <laughs> so, the actual, like, when you're on the island part, like you said, yeah. turn, turning the microphone to the to the, um, to the the um sound specifically yeah. to get that, like, that wasn't a problem for me. But, like, and maybe it was, again, like, the fact that I didn't have captions on. But uh-huh. that, that Maze Runner was a hotch for me like trying to oh because like okay. like i know you could play the sound but like when you get to and like trying to remember that that sound so like yeah. maybe if it actually had like oh bell you yeah. know associated with it when i got you know like if it came on that would maybe be make it a little bit easier but like that is when you get down into that that maze runner thing you're in in a vehicle and you you have to turn it to a certain direction and each direction is a uh associated with a different sound like you said mm-hmm. but then like eventually um, they combine the sounds together. Yeah, to be like to, northwest or southeast yeah. or so, something so like that. So it makes it even a little bit harder as you advance down. And if you make a wrong turn, then you basically have to go back and figure out where the hell you messed up yeah. and spin. Yeah. So like it, <clears throat> it, it 
definitely was a lot more challenging for mm-hmm. me on the Xbox than it probably was for you on the and PC. And at that with point, subtitles. when I heard the sound and I kind of realized that that's what they're doing, I had a note card and I was just writing down N, whatever the sound was, yeah. S, cowbell, E, this. And then I, I put together, like, in a row what each of the paths was, which way we had to go, and then what that was. And so, so yeah, I, I, I at that point, I think I was in peak mist brain <laughs> and yep. was like, this is how the game is trying to get me to solve puzzles. Uh, and, and so I think that helped. Uh, the Candlewood age, I think, also was, other than not seeing that one switch. Otherwise, I had figured out like yep. how to redirect the water to the different places, how to turn it on at the beginning. Yeah, that I think one, that one was pretty intuitive and fun. Yeah, that one I didn't need to walk through at all for it. That yeah. one was the only one where I was like, oh, I get it. Like This was for me, and I and I did not miss the switch. Yeah. So, so that one was... Yeah was yeah fun and, and fairly easy like that one i think i only spent like 15 minutes and, and and i was back out again it was also really cool with the sound captions on that because to tell you where the sound was coming from there was this blue box that said running water that would run along the pipe and then if you go to the left side it would stick on the juncture where it was at it was hilarious wow no, like for me i actually had to i mean you can hear the running water yeah. in there too so like if it if it stops yeah. or you go a different yeah. way and it's not there, then you go back, you open up mm-hmm. the junction, and then like you can hear the water coming through the pipes. I thought that was actually really cool. And like you said before, I seriously, like visually, everything looks really cool. Like I'm really glad that I played the 3D version of this because of just how cool and immersive it was. And I saw that there's a VR, like you can play it in VR too. I was just gonna bring that up. Like I saw I think that is probably the definitive way to probably play and to experience it. Yeah. That is the only way I will ever go back to this game. Huh. Yeah. I so, wonder if you can pull up a wiki and have that up. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Out. Maybe. Well, Casey, you came into this game not enjoying the experience. It sounds like your opinion turned as you got your way through it. What are your closing thoughts and takeaways on Mist? Yeah. I, honestly, at first, I hated it. Um, but I also think the walkthrough that I used made my impressions of the game in the beginning worse. Yeah. Because the first thing it told me to do... Um, was go into the hologram chamber and plug in eight into the into the wall unit, and then what that did is it just it brought up a hologram of Ultra's talking about his like sending sending a message to his wife Elizabeth about the two boys, and and for me like that was my first like I thought that that had a lot more to do with the the storyline and everything like I thought you had to figure that out before you could do everything else. Mm. Turns out that. You didn't need to do that at no. all. I don't even know what that was for. Like, I don't know if it was like... It's just extra story because I yeah. I never at once found that. And then, like, you were saying that a couple of times in the text chain. And so yeah. I, like, plugged it in when I was at the end of the game. And it was just like, oh, okay. It's just right. basically telling you what he sort of says when you open up the book. Yeah. Because, like, there's somewhere in, the, in his book that you could see where it said that uh, he was leaving these directions so his wife could find him. Kind of. Yeah. And and so that was like a huge frustration for me because, I mean, it turns out all I had to do was press the GD button in the elevator <laughs> to make the door close so I could go up it. And I would have been able to figure everything out. I thought it was because I didn't do that step. I thought uh, the whole reason that I couldn't advance was because yeah. that I had to figure out somehow that I had to plug eight into that stupid hologram chamber mm-hmm. and then everything from there would move forward. Well, it turns out that wasn't the case at all. So after that... Um, you know, my impression has definitely changed. Um, overall, I still don't think it's a, a great game. It's on the Xbox. It's not a great right, game. Let right. me say it. Like on, on PC, I think it's probably a lot better. Um, but overall, I think it's a, a, a good point and click game. 
my main frustrations with the game were due to the bad, bad controls mostly. Things like the constant toggling between running and walking and certain levers and buttons almost being impossible to click because of the super high sensitivity of, of the of the um, the switches and things. And then the other thing that sucked was just some of those puzzles took way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the rocket one we talked about and how I had to, I just said, screw it, I'm not doing this. Yeah. But if you had the sound and yeah. the subtitles on, no, that obviously it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so, so certain things um, definitely were a lot more challenging on the Xbox version than, than on PC. Um, but, you know, overall... For me, in the in the end, I I enjoyed my experience with it. Like I said, it, it wasn't a great game on the Xbox, but it made me stick with it. I don't regret going through the walkthrough and finishing the game at all. So I looked it up on Metacritic, and so the PC version has a seven point nine from reviewers, um, and I can't remember how many reviews that was out of. Uh, for user reviews, though, I think 2. there 7. there was only six, and it was five point five on the PC. Uh, so it was a little bit lower, um, and a lot of it, I think, right away at the, when the game launched, it had a lot of bugs, apparently. Uh, so I think that was what some of the negative reviews on there were. Uh, there weren't any uh, industry reviews for the Xbox version, but there were, I think, four user reviews, and it was a 2.5 for the Xbox version because of like the controls and, and all that stuff. And so there is a big difference that way. If you can play it on Game Pass on PC... Uh, it's probably the better way to play it, for sure. <laughs> I think uh, I think my opinion on this game has been well stated, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought the island was cool to explore, and I yeah. did enjoy wandering around and fiddling with the things. <clears throat> I thought the clues were too obtuse, yeah. And uh, I'll save my last thoughts until I pose another question to Burns. We did ask our Discord group if anyone in there had played Mist, and the responses were almost unanimous. Yeah, I tried it, couldn't figure out the first puzzle. Yep, like. Almost 10 people said that. One person had figured out some stuff. Right. Well, that was the thing that I was confused about by that was, what is the first puzzle? <laughs> like, that's what I couldn't... That's that's what I wasn't sure. And I, I guess because I technically skipped the first puzzle because I just blindly figured it out. Yeah, my interpretation of the first puzzle was getting to a next, the next stage. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. And for me, I thought that the first puzzle was that stupid eight because of the one. <laughs> right. So, and that pissed me off. Yeah. To no end, but um, turns out, yeah, that wasn't the first puzzle. Like I said, I think the first yeah. puzzle is just advancing to any any age. age, and you don't have to do them in any specific order. Right. You can just turn the little dial on the on the map on in the library to whatever age you want to start at. Ride the elevator up, get your key, figure that out, mm-hmm. and there you go. My dial was a good size. <laughs> Bernsey, what were your closing thoughts on Mist? I, I I'm glad I played it. I am glad I played it, and I did I, I did finish it. Uh, it was uh, it wasn't always air quotes fun, fun. right? <laughs> it wasn't always fun, but I, I do think it was rewarding to figure things out, and it was also rewarding, like getting to certain spots where it's like, okay, I know exactly what to do, and you're able to do it, and it was great. Uh, it was frustrating when you got to the spots, and it's like, I know exactly what to do, but I don't know how to do it, um, or I tried to do what I thought I had to do. Uh, and then it's just this one little thing, this one little niggling thing that, that you missed. Right. And it's like, ah, oh, you know, but like I did learn from playing the witness, which uh, came out, I think it's on PlayStation and PC. It might be on Xbox now also. Uh, and that's much more puzzle oriented than, uh, 
like uh, an adventure game like Myst is. But it's almost a similar theme, right? Like you're trapped on an island, yes. you're solving different puzzles to advance yes. to different areas. And, and the thing that I learned from playing that game was if I'm going to enjoy a game like this, sure, you you do need to get to the point where you get frustrated um, and trying to figure things out. Sometimes you need to take a step back and just let your brain clear, come back and look at it. And sometimes it's like, oh yeah, it's this, right? Um and, and then sometimes if you're bashing your head against it too much, you just need to decide, I'm going to look it up. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm going to move on because I want to keep going. Um, and so I think getting into that mentality from playing that game a lot uh, when that came out a few years ago helped me with how to approach this. Uh, I would be curious, and I'm going to pose this to you, Tom. Do you think you would have stuck with it longer if it wasn't 3D exploration and it was just... You're seeing everything flat in front of you and you know what you need to interact with. You go to the next screen, you see what's all in front of you, you know what to inter- you find out what to interact with. Do you think you would have made it farther in that or do you think it wouldn't have mattered that cuz the puzzles are the same either way? I'm just wondering if you think that that would have made a difference or not. I feel like it would have made a difference cuz I would have felt better that everything was self-contained within one area whereas exploring the island, I figured all the clues were there somewhere. Like I figured with a game that had reached this status, all the tools had to be in the toolbox somewhere. But mm-hmm. that was a lot of space to wander around. Yeah. Like, do I need something off the wall in the generator room to do in the hologram chambers to do yep. uh, up by the spaceship? And like, right. where if it was the point, classic point-and-click adventure, I would probably feel better that everything was on the same screen. And like then I could just brute force my way through yeah. it and mouse very slowly over everything and piece things together. Yes, I think I would have stuck with it better that way my question for you burns (laughs) knowing that i like a very active and narrative driven experience with a much more active narrative than this where you're kind of uncovering the pages should i just give up on adventure games forever like do you think there will ever be an adventure game that could meet my sensibilities like i like to think of myself as a well-rounded gamer who enjoys a wide variety of experiences but maybe adventure games just aren't for me like i love tell me why i love tell me why but that was also a fascinating story. It was a very polished experience. Yeah. And uh, it was more it was more clear what you had to interact yeah. with in the world to progress things. Yeah, the, the modern that that is the way adventure games have changed. Is they're more story based and they're 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 a little bit more they're a little, they're a little bit more focused on that. And I do prefer that. Honestly. I would honestly say that because I, I love narrative in games. And I do think it's an interesting narrative within Mist. Uh, and it's interesting how it kind of toys with your perceptions a little bit. Um, but then basically you find out every choice is wrong. Uh, and so that, you know, that's how that goes between the brothers. But I, I, I'm not, I think it's an adventure game, but it has more action elements in it. And it's an older one. Uh, it's full throttle. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I don't know if you've played that. That would maybe be the only one I could see you having an affinity for. The Rogue Hippo wrote a review of that for Outside is Overrated. I will not be playing Full Throttle. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because it sounded terrible. And it sounded clunky. <laughs> and the puzzles didn't sound particularly rewarding. No, so no. I guess Okay, there you go. That's I, your answer. I'm going to move on from adventure games. So like Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. Like those are just things that won't be for me. I mean, Monkey Island, those have more humor and things in them. So it's possible that some of those games would be would maybe resonate some but 
Probably not, given just the way that you, just what you like in games. It probably isn't the, it probably isn't for you. And that, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's no shortage of other things to play. Exactly. Last follow-up question, are Telltale games technically adventure yes. games? Yeah, the Telltale games are basically what created what is the new adventure game genre. So, like, Walking Dead Season 1 is basically what created what is now the new adventure games. I like the new adventure games. Yes. Like I was just thinking back to Tales of Borderlands today, and yep. that game was super duper fun. And like the handgun fight, that was awesome. That was mm-hmm. an amazing sequence in gaming. Yep. So it's a lot more narrative focused, like decision making and seeing how that plays out with some puzzle elements. Some of the same things where it's like you have to have a certain item from one place to use somewhere else, which is in a lot of uh, adventure games. It's not missed, but a lot of other adventure games. But I would be curious to try out Riven. Uh, which is the sequel, especially if they do a remaster of it uh, like this. I would be interested to see what that's like. You should play it on stream so I can watch you play it and I can have a running stream of consciousness <laughs> in your chat and not have to experience it by myself. I was this close, actually, because my capture card was broken of uh, streaming Mist uh, on, a, on a random day. But then I was struggling with getting it set up in a way that was comfortable to switch between like chat in the screen and so i ended up not doing it uh, but i was this close to doing it i think that would be the most fun way i could experience mist probably casey i'll turn to you you've <laughs> got that big old brain in your analytical mind what is your take on adventure games you've played both and a classic game now in mist and you played a more recent action adventure game and tell me why what do you think of these games are they your cup of tea um not hmm not really. I mean, I, if I'm going to choose one, I'm definitely going to choose the modern one. I My experience with Tell Me Why was a lot more enjoyable. Um, I thought Mist was fine for what it was. Uh, it exceeded my zero expectations that I had from, from it in the beginning. But Tell Me Why overall was just a lot more enjoyable. The narrative was what drove the entire story. Um, the puzzles that were in it were still fun um, and a lot less challenging. So... <laughs> Um, I like the fact that I get through it without having to use a walkthrough. The walkthrough, um, although not entirely necessary in this game, you could have figured it out. Was disagreed entirely necessary. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unless yeah. you had like a thousand hours to wander the island, maybe right. this yes. is where I take the most issue with Umbridge. Like. I accept that there are people that love this game, but mm-hmm. those people are at a different stage of life. Like I don't walk into a game. Thinking, oh, here's this blank canvas. Let's explore it slowly, meticulously, and touch everything and figure all the things out. Like, I want to get in there. I want to do some stuff. I want to see what that world has to offer. And then I want the next experience. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, the only thing that I can think of that would have absolutely needed probably a walkthrough in this was that the compass one on the the stone, um, stone ship age. But that being said, you could actually, like force your way oh, yeah. through that by just, just finding button. that compass and pushing every single button. It would have taken you forever yes. because you have to run back up, you have to charge a generator, run back down, push the next button. Nope, not it. You know, like So you'd have to do that over and over and over again, but you could eventually figure that out and you could have advanced to the next stage. Hard pass. You also could have figured it out just by trying every single... Like you said, you don't have... It's a, it's a two-minute puzzle. The only thing that you need to do is open up the fireplace with the right code, get the book, and then... Right. And that's it. That's, that's oh, the that's what's that, in the fireplace that, that's is the his book? His book is behind the fireplace. Well, and, and then before that, to find the last page, 
all you need to do is have all of the switches flipped up and then turn off the dock. And once you turn off the the dock, it pops up a page and that's the page you need to give to him. So let me get this straight. You explore this island, you figure out all this stuff, you travel to all these other worlds, and the solution, like, you literally plop down on top of it from the start. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would never know that yes. number 158 is what you need, but you could force your way through. It started at one, entered it. Yep. Nope, not the right one, entered two. So you would have eventually got to 158, found the book, yeah. and then possibly figure out how to get the last page. If you didn't figure out the last page, you would have got the crappy ending still. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of a bastard. Like, that whole experience, kind of a bastard. Like, oh, yeah, it turns out all this doesn't matter. But uh, I think it's an interesting <laughs> premise. It uh, it feels very Dark Tower-y to yeah. me. The only thing that the other ages gives you are the other pages for the red and the blue book yes. which gives you more narrative yeah. from the brothers so you get to hear their side of the story yeah. as you find the pages and plus there's the half pages of of the of how to figure out that last puzzle that tells you you have to turn the dock one off to to mm. get the page yeah so but you can't but, keep those you just look at them in those ages and so those are also pictures on my phone yep there's a <laughs> moment in a uh there's a moment in a spider-man movie that i think is very apt right here and i can't remember if it's two or three but uh maybe it's not even spider-man it might be fight club no it's old school it's old school <laughs> <laughs> those are three very different movies Tom. yes they are yes they are <laughs> luke wilson sitting in the dining room with the dude and uh the love interest comes in and confronts him about being in a fraternity or whatever and like storms off and like the diner dude is like love it is a mother effer <laughs> missed it is a mother effer yep. <laughs> it kind oh. of is yes. yeah so back to your back to your old your question Tom. <laughs> no, i'm gonna jump around yeah, movies. Yeah. <laughs> um i definitely i don't know if adventure games are for me either if i'm going to play them though i would much rather play the new style adventure games fair enough there we go. I, 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 I would be curious what you guys would think of uh the witness um, because it has exploration like this, but the puzzles are, it, it's very much more, you go to a place, you have to solve a puzzle and you go to, and all the puzzles kind of build off of each other. You learn different things from different types of puzzles. And really it's just, you're drawing lines on a thing. It's hard to explain, but it makes sense as it builds in the game. I would be curious how that type of game would be because the puzzles get difficult and you have to try to figure some things out. Um, but uh, I would be interested to see what you would think of that um, compared to this. Though I don't know that I'd necessarily recommend either of you play it. <laughs> I just I would just be curious what you would think of it. Or yeah. if any listeners out there have played The Witness and what their thoughts are. Casey and I will just share an iPad and it'll be like the scene from uh, Zoolander. The files are in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> the files are in the computer. <laughs> Next month for Game Pass Forever, we will be playing Wolfenstein Youngblood. Wolfenstein Youngblood is the first modern co-op Wolfenstein adventure. Team up with a friend or play solo as one of BJ... Oh gosh, I should have looked Blaskowitz. at... Blaskowitz. as two daughters and wield a powerful arsenal of new weapons, gadgets, and abilities to liberate Paris from the Nazis. <coughs> Cough away from the mic. Killing some Nazis. Yeah, killing yeah. some Nazis. I've never played a Wolfenstein game. Casey, I believe you haven't either. Joey, you've played 
the mainline entries. Have you played both of the? I BJ played games? one, and I played like the the standalone DLC for one. I haven't played two yet. Um, and like Wolfenstein Youngblood takes place like well after two. Um, I hope we don't spoil the experience for you. Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. it's it's fine. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've been curious. It's it's a little bit mixed. Some people really like the game. Some people don't. So I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what it's all about. Yeah, it should be fun. We are also going to rank all of the games that we played on Game Pass Forever this year. I love a good ranking Woo! argument. So um, be ready to battle. So how are how, like how are we actually going to do that? Are we just all going to have our ratings and no, then like bicker no. for how they go or yes, yes. okay <laughs> so is it it's just majority rules well as my podcast i'm even ultimately going to decide the winners okay but. so this is like the final fantasy ranking podcast where it's tom's list and then we just comment on it that's what you're saying not necessarily it's going to be more like the uh um oh who was the director that we did man from uncle you weren't on that show. It was uh, Guy, Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. The Guy Ritchie show. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be more like that. It'll okay. be more collaborative. It won't yep. just be me reading my thing and you can say some words too. Okay, but. okay. And, uh, you know, and this one, Phoenix is always right, right? No, I am the law. Well, yes, Phoenix is always right. Okay, okay. But I, 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 I'm giving you the chance yeah. to say yeah. that, yeah. Tom. Okay, they're well done. Although she was definitively wrong <laughs> on Man From U.N.C.L.E. being a worse film than uh, Lockstock. I mean, I've only seen Snatch out of his movies, so. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. You should watch Man From U.N.C.L.E. It's really, really good. One of these days. Yeah, The Witch is in it. Geralt of Rivia is in it? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Weird time travel stuff that happens in The Witcher. It actually is, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> If you <laughs> I almost had it. If you enjoy this content, please back our show on Patreon. This standalone segment, Game Pass Forever, is tied to a specific tier of support on Patreon. You can back us for as little as two dollars a month, but at ten dollars a month you get an extra podcast each and every month from Tom and Joey, and sometimes Casey. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. For Dr. C, Casey Aline, and the Hobby Box Joe Burns, I'm Tom Sidlochik. Thanks for listening and stay inside, kids. Boom.